I'm sorry. My job is hard. How hard is it to talk into a microphone? Yeah. It's harder than you think. It's way harder than you think. Lucky I didn't show up in my pajamas. I'm well aware of how lucky I am. Do you have the time? Yep. It's showtime. Here's a nice little dumb fun fact for you. If you've got a cat, you are personally responsible for making cats dumber, and you have been for the past 10,000 years. What? Squeeze me? Let that sink in. I am too, though. I'm a cat owner. Here's what they did. They, they measured the brain sizes of domesticated cats. These researchers did. And then they uh, studied the brain sizes of wild cats that still exist in Europe and Africa. And even though their body sizes are similar, the wild cats have got bigger brains. <gasps> Huge brains. Brimming with knowledge. I always say I've got brains I haven't even used yet. Basically, they think that domesticated cats haven't had to use their brains as much to do things like hunt and defend themselves. So over the past 10,000 years or so, we've gradually been dumbing down cats <laughs> by keeping them as pets. You knew you were doing that. Should we feel guilty? I'm sure the cats don't mind, as long as they get their can of fancy feast. Here's another dumb fact for you. Speaking of being dumbed down, I know that we're less handy than we used to be, but this still seems low. Somebody asked 2,000 homeowners about various types of tools and if they're comfortable using them or not. Only about 52% of people are confident using a screwdriver. But the weirdest part is that's the tool that we're most confident with. Pliers are next at 47%, followed by the wrench at 46%. I have tools in my garage. Most of them I inherited from either my father or my father-in-law, but I don't know what I'm doing. And I guess it makes sense then that the repairs we are most comfortable doing ourselves don't require tools. Number one being replacing a light bulb. I'm confident I can replace a light bulb. Replacing a light bulb, cleaning out a dryer vent, swapping out filters and a furnace or an air conditioner, I can do all of these. I can test a smoke alarm. But when it comes to things where I need to use tools, uh-uh. I'm as dumb as they come. Dumber than a cat. <laughs> and that should be a new turn of phrase of since we found out that we're dumbing cats down. What are you, boy, you're dumber than a cat. Dumber than a bag of cats. Isn't that dumb? There's something on the radio you should hear. Can I turn on the radio? Okay, where are you? Very few things can unite people to this extent. They just did a poll and found out that 94% of us have all had pizza at least once in the past month. I just had it two days ago. So this is accurate. 94% of us have all had pizza at least once in the past month. The best way to eat that pizza is not something that we can all agree on, though. Eating it tip first, that's the most popular. I think we can all agree on that. But 18% said that crust first is better. I disagree. That's eating it backwards. But eat it how you want. 17% fold it in half. 14% think sandwiching two slices together is best. I prefer to eat it baked. Not the pizza, me. <laughs> like that? Hey, you wanna get high, man? Our favorite toppings are pepperoni, sausage, and onions, and our least favorite are anchovies, pineapple, and jalapenos. So clearly, how we eat the pizza is where all the disagreements begin. So fortunately, we're here to clear things up once and for all with today's list of the top five ways to eat pizza. Here we go. Number five, rolled up so you can dip it in sauce because you hate yourself. Number four, next to whoever you're cheating on Khloe Kardashian with. Number three, out of a dumpster. Number two, in a snow-covered Ukraine trench while waiting for Russia to bomb you to smithereens. And the top way to eat pizza? While drunk. There you go. You love it. Apparently, 94% of us love it. 
Let me ask you, would you pay $71,500 for a baby blue 1976 AMC Pacer? Yeah, and monkeys might fly out of my butt. What if that particular baby blue 1976 AMC Pacer was the one used in the movie Wayne's World? Excellent! Hell yeah! We are talking about the original Mirthmobile, the scene of the infamous Bohemian Rhapsody lip-sync jam in Wayne's World. <gasps> It recently hit the auction block and somebody did indeed shell out $71,500 for it. Not surprisingly, that is a record for a pacer. $71,500, the same car sold for $37,400 in 2016 after it was fully restored. 2022 marks the 30th anniversary of Wayne's World. So party on. Party on. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. All right, have you got a birthday today? Well, here's a few of the celebrities sharing your birthday today, January 28th, Ariel Winter. Alex Dunphy from Modern Family. She turns 24 today. Uh, Will Poulter, the guy who was uh, Kenny the Virgin and We're the Millers. Also, he was in the Maze Runner movies. He's 29 today. Uh, Elijah Wood, Frodo Baggins turns 41. Nick Carter of the Backstreet Boys fame. He turns 42. <laughs> it's boy band birthday. Uh, NSYNC singer Joey Fatone is 45. It's like a magical day for boy band singers. Uh, Rick Ross, 46. Sarah McLaughlin is 54 today. Sexy Barbie Benton. Remember her? She was a Playboy model. You'd see her on Hee Haw from time to time. She'd always show up on Fantasy Island and Love Boat. She is 72 today. And finally, old Hawkeye Pierce himself. Did you ever watch MASH? Yes, all the time. Alan Alda is 86. And there you go. A few of the celebrities you are sharing your birthday with today, January 28th, Friday, is finally here. Who wants to have some fun? I would like to have fun. Now, are you just saying you want to have fun, or do you really want to have fun? You really want to have fun? Believe it or not, today is National Fun at Work Day, January 28th. As if Fridays couldn't get any better around the office, National Fun at Work Day falls on the last Friday of January. That's nice. I don't know if you work in a small office or if you work in a, a big organization, but injecting a little fun into the workplace is a great way to bond with your coworkers or uh, just to, to, to boost morale around the office, right? Most offices have at least one coworker that's kind of a, a cut up, it's like, like the class clown <laughs> of your workplace. And that is fun. And really, there's no wrong way to celebrate National Fun at Workday. You just need to bring the fun. This is so much fun. But uh, a lot of us are already mentally checked out for the weekend. I was like on Tuesday. So this might be a good day to see if you feel guilty of any of these three common work time wasters. We're wasting a lot of time at work. Responding to emails right away. Instead of responding to emails and Slack messages as soon as they come in, they say that you should try to schedule three 30-minute time blocks to check messages during your workday. Good luck with that. Because if you're constantly checking and responding to messages, that's a lot of interruptions to the actual work that you need to get done. I know it's counterintuitive that I'm bringing this up on National Have Fun at Work Day, but there are a lot of distractions, like other tasks. Sometimes, especially if you're working from home, it's easy to become distracted by a number of things that need to get done, like chores around the house or online shopping. So here's how you combat it. You make a to-do list in the morning. You choose the top three things you need to accomplish at work before you move on to the smaller stuff. All right, that's enough serious business. Hey, enough of my yakking. Let's talk about this wind chill advisory. Oh, brr, brr. Partly mostly cloudy flurries here and there this morning with a high of 15 expected. Mostly cloudy tonight and then 8, a low of 8 tonight. Steady or slowly rising throughout the night. Tomorrow going to be sunny and breezy with a high of 28. That's going to feel much better. 
Today's date in history. Just a few things that happened on this date, January 28th, like in 1813, 209 years ago, Pride and Prejudice was released. 196 years before its classic literary counterpart, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. What's your teeth? Have you heard of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? 144 years ago in 1878, the first telephone switchboard went on went online. There were 21 subscribers and an operator who answered the phone with Ahoy Ahoy and then rudely put the caller on hold. One ringy dingy. <gasps> oh gracious, hello. Have I reached the party to whom I am speaking? 48 years ago in 1974, Muhammad Ali beat Joe Frazier at Madison Square Garden in their second match of three fights. Frazier won the first one. Muhammad Ali beat him in the second. 40 years ago in 1982, Rhea Perlman married Danny DeVito. They seemed like an unbreakable Hollywood couple, didn't they? They're perfect for each other. Rhea Perlman, Danny DeVito. They did split up in 2013, but I had heard that they just reconciled and were back together recently. That's how much I have my finger on the pulse of Hollywood. 37 years ago in 1985, dozens of music's top stars left their egos at the door and recorded a song written by Michael Jackson, Quincy Jones, and Lionel Richie. I think you remember it. Sound familiar? Following the American Music Awards, 45 artists including Bruce Springsteen, Stevie Wonder, Sting, Kenny Rogers, Hall & Oates... And Dan Aykroyd? What? What an amazing ensemble. They recorded We Are the World, and you're asking, who was the backing band for this amazing ensemble? Do you know who it was? Toto. The equally amazing ensemble of Toto. Essential to We Are the World's raising millions and millions of dollars for starving people in Ethiopia. Space Shuttle Challenger exploded on this date in 1986. That's 36 years ago. And in 1998, country music star Tracy Lawrence was convicted of battery for beating his wife back in September of 1997. What a dick. He was sentenced to pay $500 to a Las Vegas shelter for battered women. And there you go. Nice day in history. Stupid! You're so stupid! What is the longest you think you could get away with doing something illegal? And I'm not talking about sharing your Netflix password. Wednesday, an 84-year-old man admitted to police that he'd been driving without a license. Not just on that trip, and not even for just a couple of years. He has never had a license, and he's been driving for 72 years. The guy has been driving since he was 12 years old. <laughs> what? He's been driving since he was 12, and even when he was finally caught, it wasn't for a wreck or for a traffic infraction. In fact, it was technology. His car, which is a blue Mini, was flagged by a traffic camera for not being registered, so the cops pulled him over. This happened in the UK, and the local police say that they were gentle with him, meaning he probably wasn't hit with a, a serious charge. But in addition to not being licensed, insured, or registered ever, there's another problem. He's old. Police said, quote, he was hard of hearing, his reactions were poor, and he was very unsteady on his feet. So he wasn't safe even if he was road legal. You reach an age where you just shouldn't be on the road anymore. It is worth pointing out that it's unclear how much this guy had driven, but he did apparently have an unregistered car, and it would be easier to get away with if he wasn't out and about very often. So he maybe wasn't driving all that often. Here's another one. A lot of stupid criminals have hidden drugs in obvious places, thinking that somehow they're going to get away with it, like hiding a brick of cocaine inside an airtight bag and writing cocaine on the front. So maybe we should call these people stupidly clever criminals. Maybe. 
A gigantic shipment of 20,000 coconuts was confiscated at a Colombian airport recently, just before the coconuts were supposed to be shipped out to Italy. Oh, a Colombian port, not an airport. And uh, the co coconuts were apparently filled with liquid cocaine. She put the lime in the coconuts. She took a bowl. She put the lime in the coconuts. She took a bowl. Put your cocaine in the coconut. Unclear how the scheme was discovered, but it is possible that security scanners would be able to detect the unusual density inside the coconuts. I'm not a scientist. This sort of thing has been attempted in the past. Basically, somebody uses a syringe to extract the real liquid and then pumps it up with liquid cocaine and covers the hole with resin. Seems like it should have worked. The coconuts are currently being analyzed at a lab. The case is still under investigation, so it is unclear who is sending the coconuts and who is receiving. The coconuts. And there you go. There's your stupid criminals in the news. Before we get into the Friday edition of Random Facts, I want to share this with you. A student studying French online posted a clip of an audio question that her teacher had posted. So apparently they get these online clips and there's over two minutes of silence and then a fart. <laughs> I'll let, we'll let this student explain it. I'm in this French class and there's this learning tool that we have where there's an audio of the question and then we respond with typing. So normally the question will be like three seconds long. Yes. And then you would type in your response. What's interesting about this one is two minutes and 13 seconds, and it's all silence until this part. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. It's not clear if the student typed in fart as her answer. And here we go. It's time now for Random Facts. Random facts you didn't even know you needed to hear for a Friday. Write them down. It's your last random facts of the week. Your last chance to impress your coworkers with your crazy trivia knowledge. Here's your first random fact. The witches in Macbeth didn't really use Eye of Newt. That was just an ancient term for mustard seeds. So if you've been taking your witch cues from Macbeth, throw away that Eye of Newt and uh, get, get yourself some mustard seeds. They're much easier to get. The projectile vomit in The Exorcist was from a famous California restaurant called Pea Soup Anderson's. Their soup looked more like vomit on camera than Campbell's. What a claim to fame. Come on down to Pea Soup Anderson's. Our pea soup looks more like vomit. <laughs> Suck on that, Campbell's. The first school to use a letter grade system like we have today was Mount Holyoke College in Massachusetts in 1887. whoop freaking do the Boston Tea Party in 1773 destroyed 92,000 pounds of tea, which would be worth about $1.7 million in today's money. It's a lot of tea. Finally, Marge Simpson's hairstyle was designed that way because the creator, Matt Groening, wanted to hide her rabbit ears. The gag was meant to be revealed in the final episode of the series, but they scrapped that plan long ago because there would have been too many inconsistencies for it to work. March Simpson's a rabbit? You did the right thing by telling me. There you go, random facts you didn't even know you needed to hear for Friday on 1019 Jack FM.